<laughs> this is it. It's time for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, where you can escape the muggles in your life for almost, but not quite, 30 minutes. This podcast is sponsored by the Four State Geocaching Society and was recorded at Digital Planet Studios near Joplin, Missouri. Now let's welcome our host, Where Is It Now? Welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad you came back for uh, more geocaching. This is episode number 32. If you guessed 32, you are correct. So here we are back again. Uh, I have a feeling I, I get so confused about time. I don't know if I'm going to be on a trip or already back from a trip that I'm going to tell you about. I have no idea. But I do have a story that popped in my head uh, just just a few minutes ago. Not that many years ago when I was really, really involved in the music business, and by really involved, I just mean that even though I live in Missouri, uh, I was heading down to Nashville. I spent a week, a month there for 11 years. And, uh, and sometimes I would have to drive down. There was a six-week period that I had to be there for a meeting that started at 6 p.m., and lasted for seven till 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday nights, every week for six weeks. And I literally drove eight and a half hours to get to that meeting, drove a little ways back after it, and then drove the rest of the home the next day. What's all that have to do with anything? I was traveling back and forth to Nashville so much that everybody kept saying, in fact, people still say it to me, you should get an airplane. You should be a pilot. And I thought, you know what? That's a great idea. And so I went to the airport, which happens to be across the street from my house. It's not very far. You can walk there. And I went to the airport to sign up for lessons to be a pilot. And I signed up the first day and he said, perfect. And we went up in the air for the very first lesson. We're up in the air and he sells me some books, and I've got those to study for the next time. But we go up in there, and he flies for a minute, and then he says, and he's teaching, and then he says, okay, you're going to fly. And so my very first lesson, I got to fly a little bit. You know what I mean? I wasn't taking off or landing or anything, but I was definitely flying a little bit. And it was both incredibly scary and profoundly exciting. Here's something that you may or may not know about me. I fly a lot, like a lot, but I'm not comfortable in small airplanes. So we're in a little Cessna uh, two-seater, and while I, it's exciting, I am somewhat afraid. We land, and he says, just call me when you're ready for your second lesson. Well, I'm ready now, but I'll wait. I'll go home. I called him. I waited two days. It's like that first date. You want to, you don't want to seem too uh, excited about it. So I waited a couple of days and I called and I said, hey, what about uh, another lesson? And he said, can't. It's too cloudy. Too cloudy. Okay. Waited a couple more days. How about another lesson? Can't. It's too cloudy. Just to get to the sort of end of this story, 11 days later, I'm calling him for what has to be the fifth time, saying, how about today? And he said, I'm sorry, it's too cloudy. It looks like in two days, the cloud cover will have cleared enough 
that we can go do another lesson. Now, if you're a pilot, you know that you can't start out. You have to be able to see the ground when you first start out. You don't get to use instruments for taking off and landing, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why we weren't going up for lessons. But I remember having this thought and I asked him, I said, so are you telling me that if I had a license and I paid the crazy amounts for fuel to get myself to Nashville to save time, that I would have actually been trapped there for 13 days before I could come home because of the clouds? And he says, yes. And that was my last, actually, the first lesson was my last lesson because I just wrote it off and said, so it's not gonna save money and actually, it's not gonna save time. Okay, why am I telling you that story? I'm telling you that story because the reason I'm scared about being a pilot is sometimes I don't exactly pay 100% attention to what I'm doing. Yeah, that's true. I'm sometimes, I, can, I could actually always envision myself jerking awake in an airplane and going, oh crap, and it being too late <laughs> to pull it out. You know, I could just imagine that. What does that have to do with anything with, as far as geocaching or podcasting goes? Well, in my case, the things that could happen to me in the air, in an airplane, have happened to me on a podcast about geocaching. Now, hang on, let me take a drink of coffee. Oh, that's good. What am I talking about? I was listening to the last episode. Actually, I wasn't even listening. I was just, I had released it. Everything's fine. I get a text from my friend Amy that has the podcast called Geocaching Adventures that you should go listen to. And she said, I was just listening to your podcast and I found the part about how you started out making mistakes and you're still making mistakes. So funny. And I thought, ha ha, yeah, I mean, that's funny. And then she said, oh, and by the way, did you know that at 10 minutes and 50 seconds that you have some music that just pops up in the podcast? No, I did not know that. And all of a sudden, I'm jerking awake in the air. And here we are with stuff going wrong that I can't fix because a lot of people, a lot of people had already listened to the podcast. Mistake and all. And if you remember on that podcast, if you've heard it, I was talking about how I'm still trying to get this right. Well, what I was embarrassed about before I even released it is the sound quality was so stupid, bad anyway, and I just thought, I'm going to release it. And then to find out that there's this loud music that pops in at 10.50 and last 30 seconds, I'm just stuck. I mean, oh crap. So anyway, I did figure out a way to pull the old podcast down and to edit the music out and to lower the volume on the vocals so it's not as bad and to get it back up. And this is the important part to me. It didn't make me start over. Everyone that listened, I got credit for. Now, what does credit mean? Am I getting paid? No, I wish I was. But the truth is, is that I do this podcast to see how many people listen. I think I told you guys earlier in in my podcasting life that as a musician, sometimes you don't play for the money, sometimes you play for the, the applause. And the applause in podcasting, at least for me, is how many people listen to it. So anyway, thanks all those people that listen. I'm really excited that you guys are, 
are still listening and the audience is growing uh, month after month. And I love digging down into the stats because you guys know I'm a data guy and looking at where people are listening and we are being listened to in all 50 states and about 25 countries or so. And the other day I looked to say, or to see who listens more than anybody else. And here's the news, guys. Florida is winning. Florida listens. I have more listeners in Florida than any other state, which is shocking to me. Why? I don't know. I don't know why it's shocking, but it was. And Texas comes in second. Now, at this point, I'm wondering, as a person that lives in Missouri and constantly talks about Kansas, why those two aren't in first place. And the truth is, it's strong. Missouri and Kansas are strong listeners, but Florida's number one, Texas is number two so far. And I think, I don't know who's in last place, but it's it, thank you to everyone that listens. I have been hiding a new series of geocaches and they're not particularly uh, exciting, okay? They're, there's no really cool gadget caches. There's probably none that you'll leave a favorite point to, although you might, but mainly it's just the ability to give the people that are local to me uh, the chance to find more caches because, you know, we kind of cache the area out. And this uh, series of caches is, it's, it's on a road called Zodiac Road. And so I'm doing a series of 12 caches, each one highlighting one of the uh, Zodiac signs and then kind of mentioning the geocachers in the area that have birthdays inside those zodiac signs. So I was up to number five, and I hid one in a state park. And in Missouri now, um, maybe this is this way everywhere. It didn't used to be this way here. We have to get permission, uh, like a letter, a permit, and a written letter and permission from the Missouri Department of Con Conservation for the reviewers to have on file. And really, that's not so bad. And, and I got to tell you, these rangers have been super um, helpful. They've been really, uh, I don't know if they're excited because we're talking by email, but they seem excited about the fact that we're giving people a reason to come to some of these parks or, um, yeah, to some of these parks. The problem is when you're hiding a, a list of caches, like a little bit of a trail, and they're numbered by a number that matters, number six, Gemini, was in this park I was waiting on to get a letter from. So I got that and we got that out there in the world and got it uh, publicized. One of our friends, Train1904, who lives very close to that uh, parking area, said, yeah, we went and found the cache. There had been a fire there and it was melted, like totally, it was a magnetic key holder, totally melted. So uh, I don't think anyone had even found it yet before they found it and said, yeah, it's toast. They replaced it for me and uh, I've been waiting. It's been so rainy here. I've been waiting for the rain to stop so I could get up there and hide more. And I was waiting for number six to get uh, done. So anyway, number six is done. I went up today. It was a little bit muddy, but I was able to uh, actually train is giving up a position on a guardrail for me. Thank you, train for number seven. I hid number eight, nine, 10, and number 10 is going to be another. I have to get a permit on 
number 11, and then number 12. Guess what? I don't know what happened. I'm just minding my own business. I'm on a country road. I'm hiding a cache in a cedar tree in the right-of-way, and I see it looked like a golf cart. It could have been an ATV way back in the distance. And you know when you have a feeling that somebody wants to talk to you, but you don't want to talk to them? Well, I got back in my car and I drove away until I lost them. They weren't going very fast. And I skipped the next place I would have hidden one just in case they really, really wanted to talk to me. And I went on till I found a really nice bridge that had a, a rail on it where I could hide another cache. And I'll be darned, I saw them in the background here they come. They're going like three miles an hour. I don't know how fast they're going, but they're not moving very fast. And it's that farmer in that uh, golf cart still. So anyway, long story short, I got back in my car. I didn't place that cache because I didn't have time to get accurate coordinates. And I just drove home the long way and I didn't turn around and go back past him. And so number 12 is still not hidden. Good Lord. And it's, you know... 65, 70 miles round trip for me each time, which I don't really mind. I just don't want to make everybody drive out there for three at a time and then have to come back. So anyway, having said that, that is a long story about how I may or may not be a candidate to actually host a podcast and how I may or may not be a candidate to actually hide geocaches. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm a, I'm a good candidate for both. I love doing this podcast, and I almost like hiding caches more than I like finding them. I am in a mood to hide better geocaches, and I am in a mood to try to create some gadget caches that are really interesting. I have one or two caches that people give me a lot of favorite points on, and the rest are just, here I found it. Okay, let's move on. That's 14 minutes and 38 seconds of me just going on and on about flying airplanes and clouds and farmers and uh, surveilling me in golf carts. I don't know if any of that stuff's interesting or not, but that's where we are, right? So what's next? What's next is I am, this is, what day is today? This is Friday. And tomorrow, a, uh, which is in your past, but my tomorrow, a new podcast is already recorded and it will pop up and you'll hear that. Uh, this one will come out the week after that, so I don't have a calendar handy, but this one's going to come out the week after that. I'm going to tell you now that I am leaving in two days and I'm driving. I'm going to make that trip that I had at one time was going to make up to Minneapolis and I'm going to drive it. I didn't buy an airline ticket. I'm going to drive it and I'm going to get counties. I've used GeoGo to create, uh, to look at all the interesting things that I could find. And guess what? Two cam caches, two webcams on the way in the same town in Iowa, I think. So I'm getting a lot of cool stuff. There's a couple of uh, virtuals, a couple of webcams, and then other than that, they're just caches that are easy to find in different counties along the way. And my plan is I'll take one highway up there. And if I'm not totally bored out of my skull, I'll take a different highway coming back. It looks like I'll get 19 counties going. 
and I assume I could get close to the same amount coming back. Don't know if any of that action will happen or not, but I'm definitely gonna go get caches on the way there. I'm taking two days to get there and it's only a nine hour drive. So I am planning on getting a lot of caches and the two that are really in my sights are those two webcams. If you haven't had a chance to do a webcam yet, you better go unless they bring them back out because they aren't making any more and the old ones are kind of going away. You can do a, there's a, some lists out there that will list every webcam still active in the United States and you can see where they are and plan accordingly. Okay, at least get one for crying out loud. So anyway, I'm going to go up to Minneapolis and I am going to visit our friend Melissa Joe, who you've heard a couple of times, the very first episode of Worms with Wings. And then later when she ruined some guy's life by losing, well, <laughs> by picking his 5.5 five up out of a lake and then taking it home with her and having to mail it back to him. But anyway, Melissa Joe, one of my best friends, and I'm going to go up that way and hang out with her a little bit and uh, get some geocaches while I'm there. And so that's what's coming up next week for me. What are you guys going to do? Man, it's spring is happening, at least where I live. Now, I talked to Melissa yesterday and, and we were actually we were on a Zoom call and she happened to point the phone outside and there was, I don't know how much snow, but a lot of snow. So I, Melissa, if you're listening, I need you to get all that out of there before I get there because I don't like it. But here where I'm at, most of the places where I've been going, it's spring. You know, I was out today and it wasn't warm, but it wasn't cold. It was probably 56, 57 degrees. And I just had a little hoodie on when I was out hiding geocaches. So the weather's good. What are you guys doing? Are you, are you on the road yet? Are you, are you getting out there and finding some stuff? I, I hope you are. Have you got some dates booked to go to some, uh, some events? You know, we've talked about a couple events on the last few podcasts. And one thing I found is if you want to go to an event, you better get it on the calendar. And I mean your calendar so you can plan to be off work, uh, deal with your significant other if you need to do that. Whatever needs to happen. Uh, I'm getting really excited about it. I was just listening to uh, uh, Geocaching Adventures on, while I was out hiding and her guest was talking about how many events they've been going to and creating so they can meet people. And man, it got my fever going. I hope yours is going too. I just had a friend come visit and I can't remember if uh, me talking about her coming is on the episode that uh, on the last episode or if it was on one two times ago or if I've even talked about it yet. But here's the deal. Uh, she came to visit. She lives in Garden City, Kansas, and she's one of my employees and one of my friends. And I got her and one of my other friend slash employees started geocaching in January. In fact, their uh, first day geocaching was January the 4th of this year, 2021. I, when I knew she was going to come here and drive, I said, you know, I've got a ton of caches hidden on Highway 400 all the way from where you're coming from to here. And she said, I'll have to get some. Well, guess what? She didn't get any, but that's okay. Her name, if you want to look her up, is Juicy Fruit 0103 And she left on the 15th and uh, from here and now has 16 finds. So I think she had 10 when she got here, 
almost all of which I went with her on, but not all of them. And then while she was here, we went out and found six, which was pretty cool. So I helped her, you know, almost double her fines. I bring her up because she's a good example of somebody that uh, I took geocaching and they loved it. I mean, they really, really loved it. And that happens a lot to me. I mean, I almost every time I take somebody brand new, they really like it. But guess what? They don't go again until I see them. And I almost have to guilt them into it. Well, in her case, she did go and get some. In fact, she went over to Colorado and got another state. And so now she's out of her 16. She's got three states. That's pretty good. And she continued to geocache, even though no big numbers. So I bought her and gifted her a premium membership while she was here because she couldn't even see some of my uh, geocaches that had higher ratings or whatever. So, and I was glad to do it. I'm always glad to, to gift somebody one. I, I, I guess I'm bringing that up because I hope you guys will take some people with you out geocaching and, you know, introduce them to the sport slash hobby. And for one reason, because they'll probably enjoy it. We hope so. But the other reason is so you'll have somebody else to go with. You know, one of the number one reasons people don't geocache more than they do is because they have no one to go with. You know, my wife, while she will go occasionally, really does not enjoy it. She doesn't love to go. And I was listening to Amy uh, in St. Louis. Her husband doesn't like to go. And Melissa Joe, her husband and her daughter don't like to go. I know so many people that love to geocache, but their family doesn't love it with them. They don't care if they go. They just don't love it with them. And unless you're a person, and I, I am one of these people, it's like, I don't care. I'll go by myself. I'll wake up in the morning and drive an hour and start and geocache all day. Then I'll drive home. However, I would much rather geocache with someone. How about you? So I guess if I could ask anything this week, it would be, why don't you find somebody new and take them out and find a couple of geocaches? They don't even have to be spectacular. Go find a pill bottle. I don't care. But take somebody out and see if you can't introduce some new people to the sport and let's see if we can grow this a little bit and let's see if we can find some people for you to go with. Okay, a little bit of housekeeping before we go. Number one, you know, remember the airplane story and uh, just a little too not careful enough. Okay, last week, I'm every week, I'm constantly giving you guys all this information of where you can contact us. And I'm amazed at how often I tell you the wrong, the wrong uh, web page or email address or phone number. I don't know how anyone would ever find me. But here's the story to the best of my ability. First of all, the website I've been giving you at least last week, totally wrong. The website, the new website is whereisitnow.org, O-R-G. So all one word, where is it now? And even though my name has an exclamation at the end of it, this does not. The email, God, I'm not really sure, but right now I think it's info at the number four, four state geocaching society.com. God help us. I'm going to get one for the where is it now 
it's much easier. And then uh, the phone number I actually do know, that rings in the studio, that's 615-256-9460. And that's, that rings right, that's a Nashville number, but it rings in Nashville and in Missouri, so uh, there's that. Another announcement is that I've told you guys I'm in the music business. I just released my fourth CD, and you can hear that music anywhere music can be heard. And so if you want to look up this particular CD, it's Mike, excuse me, Mike Brandon. And the name of the CD is American Dream. And you can hear that at Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. I mean, there's no place you can hear it. Uh, I do make one billionth of a penny every time you play it. So uh, load up a playlist and play it often if, if you would. And I don't really care whether you buy it or not, but it wouldn't hurt my feelings. But anyway, so the new CD is out. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think so. You know what? Get the heck out of here. Go find some geocaches. Take some people with you and have a good time. I'll see you next week. <laughs>